0: After this brief intro, you'll hear the audio from our latest live Instagram Q&A. Our live sessions are so much fun. We basically Mm -hmm. show up and connect, commiserate, and build skills alongside our upbringing community. Folks write in ahead of time or chime in with questions and struggles around kids' big feelings and challenging behaviors. We typically explore five to 15 questions and offer our take, our instincts, our goals, helpful phrasing, and ways to parent with alignment and integrity using our resist approach. Thank you for being here and for supporting us. And if you'd like to give your family and upbringing some extra support, please visit our website at upbringing.co to learn about our upcoming membership community, as well as our shop, which is now full of informative guides and inspiring prints based on everything we've shared here on the podcast these past two years. Wow, two years. (laughs) Thanks for growing up alongside us, one conversation at a time. Here we go. Hey, everyone. I'm Hannah. Hello. This is Kelty. We're Upbringing. We're here live on the weekend to talk about holiday shenanigans, Elf on the Shelf, Santa, parenting in the wild with judgy family and friends, <laughs> all the things that are coming down the pipeline, something mm-hmm. we're looking all looking forward to, right? Yeah. And oh whatever you're going through, too. Feel free to type in, if you're here live, connecting with us, what's going on with your kids' big feelings and challenging behaviors and how is that challenging you. Um, and we will kind of rant and riff, nothing is planned here, but talk about ways that we can engage with our kids through the, those moments of conflict using powers beyond control. right? Right. Um, without inflicting shame on them and not feeling shame ourselves. I mm-hmm. think that's the theme of our conversation today. Mm-hmm. We had three kind of topics we wanted to just uh, improvisationally roll through. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the first one is a quick PSA. About posting videos of our kids uh, when they're dysregulated on social media. Mm-hmm. Second one we're going to talk about is the Santa Elf culture. What do we want to be we're, perpetuating? We're doing that third, aren't we? Oh, are we? Oh, okay. Parenting yeah. in the wild, mm-hmm. how, struggling a little bit with how yeah. to respond to judgy family and friends who we may be seeing more um, during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, as you said, Kelty, is that Santa Elf culture. What do we like? What do we want to drop? Mm-hmm. We can find a happy middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and all three of those topics, again, where <laughs> say this, we're not in trouble, you're not in trouble, there's no shame, there's no blame, where we want this to be a safe place to discuss these, these things that we're all experiencing, yeah. right? And we're grateful that you're here and that you're brave enough to listen and engage with some of these topics, which, like you said, Han, are loaded with shame or loaded with guilt or loaded with yeah. question marks and make us wonder, am I a bad mom? Am I a bad person that I'm struggling with this or that I did this thing that maybe I shouldn't have done or whatever it is? So do you want to start with the mini PSA about social media and kids? Yeah, in our stories yesterday, we got our panties in a twist. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that terminology comes from, but it just felt very apt description of how we got uh, pretty riled up seeing a video, a reel of um, someone who is a lifestyle blogger, influencer, and therapist um, post a picture or a video of her three-year-old screaming and saying no to being filmed, it looked like, um, and, Taunting her about elf on the shelf and making bad choices or good choices and Santa not bringing her things. And we felt it was incredibly disrespectful, incredibly irresponsible for mm-hmm. someone with a really huge platform. And I think that our, uh, I mentioned to someone who wrote to us, our like child advocacy, advocacy capes just like flew on and we were just like, shut this down. Like. Sorry, this isn't about women friendships and professional friends. Mm-hmm. This is about a child being shown this way to 80,000 people. Not mm-hmm. okay to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got all wrapped up about that. Mm-hmm. We uh, traumatized our own community by showing the video and saying, what do you guys think about this? Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because I think that this is a wave that is just starting to hit social media. Is this mm-hmm. consideration of, is this appropriate? Uh, not just for parents to be putting pictures of our kids, um, in videos. Uh, in videos, and mm-hmm. especially when they're dysregulated or vulnerable and non-consented situations, but as professionals, is how does this this fit? Mm-hmm. How does this feel? This is the wild west, y'all. There's you know, yeah. there's no quote unquote right or wrong answer, but we want to get into it. Not today, Mm -hmm. a whole lot, but we just wanted to PSA, Mm -hmm. let's discuss it, let's get secure in discussing it. We had some really great DMs from community members and other parenting professionals about this and how they were struggling with it too. They've struggled personally with it. They struggle seeing other parenting professionals or other people with large platforms, whether they're in the parenting world or not, Mm -hmm. sharing uh, videos of their kids, especially without their consent, vulnerable moments, eating, going to the bathroom, struggling with their emotions or behaviors. And I think that the PSA that we just wanted to mention before we get on to parenting in the wild and dealing with those judgy family members is really just to invite you all to think along with us about the ways in which you share um, your wonderful little cherub kids. Right. And the and the motivations behind it, you know, and I think that that's the first thing we can just do is before we post something, before we share something, just think, why am I doing this? What is this for? Who is this for? What, is my kid okay with it? Would I be okay with it if someone shared something like this of me? Mm-hmm. And I think the more we can bring consciousness to this stuff, the the more um, respected all of our kids are going to be, the, the bigger that change wave you were mentioning, Hannah, can grow to be. Um, a lot of people were mentioning, oh my gosh, the number of kids who are going to find themselves on social media 20 years from now and be so mad at their, their parents. Like that's, that, I hadn't even I hadn't, screaming on Santa's laugh, mm-hmm. having a meltdown about something that felt very legitimate to them, being laughed at mm-hmm. by a, a post that their parents make about them. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff that yeah. it's just like that, that's not, doesn't necessarily align with how we roll, but we all do wild stuff during the holidays mm-hmm. and even just on social media, we lose we lose track. We lose mm-hmm. wherewithal. We've done it too. And we, yeah. we continue to do it. So this isn't us like talking down to you all about Mm-mm. this. This is saying we're all in this together. Um, let's think about it. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's support each other. Mm-hmm. We were not supporting this mom. We were really, really mad at this. This professional um, mm-hmm. is what really happened. Um, but I think it's it's just food for thought for all of us. Yeah. yeah. Any thoughts, feel free to toss them in there. We yeah. can share some of the things that people wrote in as well. At any point, if anyone wants it, there's some really great nuggets about um, social media sharing, about kids sharing, about all of that stuff. So I mm-hmm. think just last bullet point PS- PSA is just think about why you're sharing videos and photos of your kids in social media, um, what the motivation is, how they might feel about it if they really did understand or if they found it 20 years later, or if it's right, if it's, if it's right or if it's anti-consent. So okay. it's stuff that we're all thinking about. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Let us know. Big feelings, challenging behaviors. How are things going? And then we will jump on to our next topic, which is parenting in the wild. Need this today. Rough morning at a birthday party. The first he's been invited to since baby parties at a very young age, thanks to COVID. He lost it. Biggest meltdown of his whole life during the present opening and had to be taken kicking and screaming and sobbing and hitting to the public restroom to try and release big emotions and um and co-regulate co-regulate sorry um it was so hard i'm so sorry that happened oh, sorry Amy. that happened you're like oh my gosh it's hard enough when our, our spirited and sensitive kids mm-hmm. um have meltdowns at home it's really taxing it's mm-hmm. stressful it's hard it's triggering and then when it happens in public mm-hmm. it's really hard and then when it happens in public with people that you know or want mm-hmm. to get to know uh, in a critical moment like I was going so, to <laughs> so much of when this happens uh, brings up to me that feeling of, but this is supposed to be a happy moment. This yeah. is supposed to be a, a fun thing. And I think it's something that that I've come to prepare myself for with, with my own kids who are just very open with their emotions and have a lot of big feelings and are good at advocating for their needs, which is, we're going to the park, that should be fun. We're going to a birthday party, that should be fun. We're getting on a plane, that should be fun. We're going to uh, Target to get a toy, that should be fun. We're going to the zoo, we're going to uh, the Christmas tree farm, all these things should be fun, and they're probably not going to feel fun at a certain point during all of them. I guarantee it. Yeah. And mentally preparing myself for that fact and making it okay, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I think too. It's that's that. It triggers that externally observed, surveilled mm-hmm. um, sensitivity that we have, right? That we're in trouble again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> topic of this live feels like, oh, we're in trouble. We've done something wrong as parents we're raising a kid that's spoiled or entitled or can't hold it together or isn't, you know, friendly with other kids. Is the feeling we and have. I, and I, and I wonder, mm-hmm. that's that automatic feeling, and I wonder, Amy, if, if those feelings um, went through your mind. And so I just want to normalize that, that mm-hmm. feeling that when our kids lose it in a really big way, um, it can feel like immediately like we messed up. There's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with us. And we just mm-hmm. want to say no. Yeah. She yeah. says literally started snatching the presents out of the birthday girl's hands. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just, I want to think automatically we think everyone is thinking what is wrong with that kid? What is that wrong with that mom? And I think we have to replace those and say everyone was probably thinking I'm so grateful that wasn't my kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I'm, and so I'm so sorry for that. mom. And I'm so sorry for that mom. Right, mm-hmm. we have to replace that because that's probably what everybody was thinking, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't then, make it any if, easier. And if it's not, fuck them. Yeah, you just add that in all the time. Yeah, totally. Um, someone asked if we're twins or sisters. We are both, yes. Um, but Amy, it sounds like that's you did exactly uh, what what your son needed. Is mm-hmm. that you lovingly stopped him from taking the presents. You validated, and then you moved his body out of the way in order to calm down with you somewhere private. Right? So again, that consent of saying, I'm not going to allow you to lose it in front of everybody, which can feel embarrassing, can Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable. I'm going to help bring you to a place where it's quiet, where you can wind down where we can process what happened. Mm-hmm. We can see if we can go back out there or d- does it maybe feel better to be going home? What can we do? I don't know if you guys did a little deliberation or if it was like very clearly we're getting in the car or going home, mm-hmm. um, if, if you guys were able to, to re, uh, re-enter. Yeah, and if you all were yeah. able to uh, circle back about it, just mm-hmm. have that good conversation where we usually wanna have the grill back being like, that behavior at that party, not okay, not cool. We can't go to parties if you're gonna grab presents and act like that. That's what's mm-hmm. going through our mind is never again, ever. right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, you're probably, if you haven't already done this circle back of, wow, that was hard. How, what were you feeling? What were you needing? Mm-hmm. You wanted the presents or, oh, you didn't want her to open them. Or, oh, you were just feeling so much in your body and you couldn't control yourself. But mm-hmm. what, what was it? Tell me more. Oh, it's so hard when that happens. So sorry we had to leave early. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really hard. Yeah, she says that uh, it was a pottery painting party and they went t- mm. for 10 minutes in the public bathroom and he was on the floor until he was able to chat. Then you decided it was best to get your things and go. Yeah, and you chose to leave and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's the time in our heads when we're like, that your meltdown ruined the party, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's easy to go into that binary thinking or ultimatum or when our kid loses it at a Christmas or at a fun Christmas event, Mm -hmm. the event was ruined. The day was ruined. Right. And I, I love that idea, Kelsey in the circle back of saying, what was great about the party? that mm-hmm. that pottery was so neat i can't wait to go pick up the the pottery mm-hmm. you have did we were there yeah. for like half an hour it was, it was amazing yeah. that was a great half an hour mm-hmm. that was solid mm-hmm. that was really really fun mm-hmm. um and then what part was tricky how what would we yeah. want to do next time got yeah. a little more complicated let's talk about that if you're yeah. feeling like and it and i'm so sorry i didn't prepare you mm-hmm. about all of the presents that would be there that maybe you would want to feel like you had access to like you did yeah. the pottery that's really hard. Maybe mm. I didn't even think that that would be a thing. We haven't been to a birthday party in a really long time. Next time we could do a little book that says, here's how birthday parties go, or what yeah. are we going to see? What are we going to notice? Who's going to be yeah. there, right? Yeah. It's Why are so you scrolling going through? Oh, I wanted to see what else is going on. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Somebody said something uh, right there. How to help my four-year-old to stop expressing his anger and frustration physically <clears throat> and by throwing, etc. That's such a mm-hmm. big one. I hear people so often Telling their kids, I need you to find a different way to express your frustration. Like this, this way, this hitting, this throwing, this biting, this screaming, whatever it is. I okay, okay that, that you're frustrated, underneath. but yeah. you can't do it this way, right. right? And that's a very easy feeling to have, which is just need to- Just sh- swap just it out. Just shut that down. Just make a choice when mm-hmm. you're dysregulated to do something else, yeah. right? Just sub this one thing for this other thing. Yeah. that's just not how kids' brains work, and right? And it's not how learning happens, mm-hmm. too. I mean, the impulse to hit is a, a very natural and a very fast one. Mm-hmm. And kids don't have the prefrontal cortex built in here in their decision-making part of their brain. To inhibit them from hitting instead of doing something else. And so I think committing, like you said, getting aware, Kelsey, that this is a a long-term process. Mm -hmm. And for some kids, they may be less likely to hit and more likely to just kind of go "Uh," or do something else. Mm -hmm. But the kids that are more physical or if they're in a developmental stage that involves more physicality, right? They're going to do that. And it just means that instead of forcing them to change... We need to adapt Mm -hmm. to support that as best we can. Mm -hmm. So that means that if our kid is hitting automatically when they're upset, we need to be aware, note to self in the morning, my kid's going to hit when they're upset. And when we notice that they're starting to get upset, we need to, we don't say, hey, make a different choice and put it on our kids. Mm -hmm. We say, Mm -hmm. I need to make the choice of moving my ass over to my child and being ready to inhibit the impulse as lovingly as possible and support them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that... Going into parenting, I think a lot of people we see who have babies into little toddlers, I think think like, that's not going to be my kid. My kid won't be a hitter. My kid won't be a biter. My sweet little baby. No, they're not going to go through that no, no, stage. No. Absolutely not. And with that frame of mind, when our kids do start exhibiting challenging behaviors, no pulling things, hitting, pulling hair, hitting, biting, breaking stuff, whatever it is. I think every mind. every new thing that happens, we think, This is bad. This shouldn't be happening. Automatically, we think, no, 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 this is marring my child's record. This is heading them in the wrong direction. They are not this child. This is not okay. And it's absolutely the wrong frame of mind to go into, right? And we need somebody telling every parent, your kid's going to hit, your kid's going to yell, your kid's going to hurt people, your kid's going to break shit. Mm -hmm. Imagine that's all going to happen so that you can accept it. And when you see that first hit, you say, oh, they're in the hitting stage. Okay, noted. Or, oh, they they bit me. Shit. Okay. They're in the biting stage. Noted. Right. right? Instead of punishing and trying to change them as they move through this stage, so understandably, let's up our own game in that Mm -hmm. way. Right. But but it takes normalizing that first. Yeah. It's all good. It's It's all okay. okay That our kids Mm -hmm. hit, bite, yell, push, break, scream, think It's it's all okay. People just don't talk about it enough. I think in the first year, people are like, all this information on baby. So Mm -hmm. babies might do little cute burps and babies might have Mm -hmm. a little, you know, three-month sleep regression and Mm -hmm. all All these kinds of things to prepare. And then none of us knows what the hell is happening and what's normal or not when our kids turn into toddlers and older kids. Mm -hmm. And pediatricians don't know anything about child behavior and how to support kids. So Mm -hmm. it's a really tricky thing. And I just, I like talking about topics like this, Kelty, because we're normalizing. It's normal. We get so many coaching folks who come to us saying, my two-and-a-half-year-old is hitting their baby sister Mm -hmm. is he like a deviant is Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. is he evil and they really believe that right they Mm -hmm. just don't know that it's totally normal and that the power is in their hands Mm -hmm. not to control him but to again up their game be close and be supportive once the shock wears off when we tell them no it's really normal and it's really good that he's doing this then the kind of um the release and the taking the pressure off can set in a little bit for them where they're like oh good oh Okay, so you mean most every single thing that my kid does behaviorally, emotionally, is good, is healthy, is okay. And we're like, yes, 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 it's all good. And that permission, that flip of the belief, allows our goal to change as Mm -hmm. parents, allows our role to change in how we show up with our kids in those tricky moments. When we believe that a, a behavior that they're doing is bad, how likely are we going to show up in a loving, understanding, adaptive, educational way, right? Mm-hmm. When we believe what our kids are doing is bad, we show up in a stressed out, freaked out, controlling, angry, fearful way. Mm-hmm. And kids don't learn with an attachment figure who's stressed out, angry, fearful, mm-hmm. and controlling, right? So, so much. I love that you touch on those beliefs, Kelty, and saying the belief in totally affects, directly connects to our role, and our kids' ultimate learning in these moments. Mm-hmm. So bad behaviors, great opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. It just is so backward. It's really, really, really backward, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Okay, let's talk about parenting in the wild. A lot okay. of people have been writing us saying, oh my God, I'm going to my in-laws, or oh my gosh, I'm coming to my parents, or I'm having the whole family over for the holidays, or we're getting on a plane for the first time in three years, <laughs> yeah. and I'm freaking <clears throat> out, right? And I think a lot of people too are worried about their parenting being judged in a certain way, whether it's at the playground or with their friend or with their sibling or with this gallery of judgy family members over the holidays. Mm-hmm. We started doing some reels. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. It was very exciting and scary for us. We've got three up, I think, mm-hmm. kind of talking about that. When people say you should spank your kid, when people say that your kid is spoiled, yeah. you know, when people are just judgy and, and the it's manners police, manners, mm-hmm. right? Um, how do we show up in, in that in that way? And I think it's a spectrum and that's what we're gonna talk about right yeah i think that a lot of folks who are in our community are uh new to this type of parenting and a lot of us are just on this journey where we don't totally have our go-to comeback how do we want to respond who are we Mm -hmm. we're we're working on our identity and that role we were talking about when we're with our child in these tough moments, but then once someone else is there putting pressure mm-hmm. on us, that role can really easily change. Even, we're, if, we were even joking, if it's a partner. Right, we were joking about how like we're all respectful parents during the year and then Christmas comes and we're like, you wear that dress, uh-huh. you smile for that photo. Say thank you. Go give oh. her a hug, you know, like it's, like we, it's just turned, like we just drop all of it. A complete flip, yeah. right? So it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. that you have the urge to do that. There's a lot of pressure, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stress, there's a lot of expectation that people put on our, us, let alone we put on ourselves. Um, and so these comebacks that we kind mm-hmm. of discussed were a comeback, not as in a, a, a retort or an aggressive kind of like a uh, snapback, clapback or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. I'm so old. <laughs> um, but more of a comeback as in a return to self, a return to values, an, a realignment in saying how I parent my child and believe and I'm mm-hmm. doing this work. How can I connect that publicly when an aunt or an uncle or a friend or someone is um, judging my child, or questioning or challenging my parenting practices. Mm-hmm. So that's Mo- the idea. Molly says, "Been loving the reels." Oh, thank God. you, Molly. Will you say something judgy that we can kind of riff on as an example <laughs> here? Do you have anything like? What does someone say to you where you're just like, "Oh God," about mm-hmm. your kid or about your parenting? Mm-hmm. Someone says, "Just want to really thank you guys. What I've learned so far has been life changing, and seeing a beautiful change in the relationship with my kids." I love that. Thank you. I love it. When people say, instead of seeing a change in my child, because I'm trying to fix my child, you say, I see a beautiful change in our relationship because that's what, it all, what it's all about mm-hmm. is, is the way we show up in relationship yeah. with our kid, especially in those hard moments. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes it's fewer challenging behaviors and big feelings, but those are going to happen. Yeah. No matter what, it's how we all feel about it at the end of the day. Is it putting stress on, on us as individuals and in relationship? That's the goal mm-hmm. is to reduce that stress. So we basically have a four stage kind of come back type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Molly said, I think clothes, hair brushing, that stuff. Okay. So you feel judged by family or friends about your child's oh, okay. clothing, what? hair brushing. Why don't you do the the one about um, mm-hmm. like, is it, is it casual Friday or whatever? Oh, I can't even remember. Justin but calling me. Okay. Um, but we, we have kind of four different types of retorts. I think, telling like you all to respond way. a certain way to family members or friends okay. doesn't work and it's not right because you're your unique person. They are their unique person. Your relationship is unique. And the idea behind this this comeback real um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, series that we're doing is saying, the sky's the limit. Choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. You can respond any way you fucking want to judge fr- friends and family. And you can experiment with it too. Kind of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, Groundhog Day style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to hear it a the lot. next time another thing comes Just up. Just try something Or later. you try something and you're like, oh wow, that backfired. Oh, that did was not- a little too Or much. that did not feel good inside. Mm-hmm. Or I feel resentful. I should have spoken up more. Mm-hmm. Right? This is so much about what we're figuring out here is what are our boundaries and how do we mm-hmm. want to communicate those so yeah. that we feel safe and our child feels safe. And not so it- other people feel safe. I think that's what it is, is can we give you permission to be brave if you're feeling it and know that we have your back, even Mm -hmm. from wherever we are in the world compared to where you are. We're thinking about you right now in those tough situations, Well, and you are in a community of like 40,000 other people who are Mm -hmm. doing this type of parenting and doing it in... in the wild as well. So Mm -hmm. it's not just us who are there, it's is—it's so many other parents. But bringing back that topic of feeling in trouble, I think Mm -hmm. when we're with our family or with our partners and they call us on our parenting or on our kid, we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be doing it this way, or I have this fierce, like, understanding that I should, but I don't have the words to say. So we talk about four different ways to kind of handle it. First is kind of a passive and quiet, and like, nonverbal, right? Right. So someone says something really, you know, like, oh, you're still breastfeeding? Oh, so someone mm-hmm. mentioned here that they have a pressure from their family to stop. Right. So one of the responses could be or um, someone had mentioned earlier with the hair brushing and stuff. Oh, she's you just Mm -hmm. let her out of the house like that with her hair like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we could respond with a passive nonverbal thing like, Mm hmm, "Mm hmm, Mm. hmm. Or just just, or literally just ignore them. mm -hmm. So that's an absolute option or just laugh. Just be like, (laughs) (laughs) just just literally Make, make it so they're not sure who you're laughing at. (laughs) <laughs> right. right but just to basically ignore them so mm-hmm. it's kind of an, a, a, a slightly even, avoided you could I would do one say. of these too mm-hmm. like interesting that you're saying right. this. i'm acknowledging slightly mm-hmm. what you just said but i don't need to give you a response back this isn't a conversation we're having mm-hmm. so it's a very passive form of boundary setting, setting a boundary yeah. right where you're just like oh dessert's over here i'll be mm-hmm. right back Right. Or, or you know, in, in this kind of more passive, you could change the subject and oh, be like, how are you? What's new with you? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, right. totally. How's your, yeah, I love your sweater right? or whatever. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the next level one, number two, mm-hmm. is kind of more neutral verbal, but it's right. basic. so like that. So saying something like, you know, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you think that? Hmm. Yeah. Or you know. that's one, that's one opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you feel that way. Okay. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or you, you want me to stop breastfeeding, right? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, her hair bothers you. Mm-hmm. So you're just sports casting basically, right? Mm-hmm. You're just reflecting what they say back to them. Yeah, if they're like, right. wow, did you just let her climb all over everything, blah, 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 blah. I'd just be like, <sighs> oh, is the oh. energy is kind of bugging you? Mm. Yeah, kind of bugging it, you. It can get kind of kind oh. of worked up with she's, a lot of kids. She's an energetic child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, very something just very basic. Very basic. Yeah. I would oh, even just right. you know, reply oh, back. You think that. It's basically just reflecting back, right? Mm-hmm. And Amy, you said, love this one. It usually makes the person uncomfortable and they start backpedaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're just kind of bringing what they said to the mm-hmm. surface, non-judgmentally. You're just, but you're not engaging with it. And that might feel mm-hmm. good to you, right? Mm-hmm. Or that might be a, an appropriate thing phrase, to do with that person. It's a phrase that mom has um, brought us up with. And I don't know if other people use this. You know, those questions where you're like, is this just in our home or does everybody say this? But our mom would say something like, sometimes when someone says something, it, the less you say is better because you can just let it stink. Like, really just let it, because then all of a sudden they hear what they said. And without mm. you countering back you're or engaging, cr- you're creating an echo. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Oh. You, you think she's, she's too rough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you worry mm. she's spoiled. Mm. You think mm. I should clap down on them. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. So you're just letting it sit and you're saying, mm-hmm. I, I do not deserve, I don't have to give you any defenses, any information, mm-hmm. I don't want to this to become a conversation Mm -hmm. i'm acknowledging it because i feel like i need to for some reason right Mm -hmm. or i'm I'm worried that you'll keep poking if i just ignore you and it'll come out again or i might yell so you make that decision Mm -hmm. right what's the third one kel the third one is a little bit more assertive kind of like what we've been doing on our reels this is, this is for folks who just joined in about um how to uh show up with judgy family and friends or strangers during the holidays, when our spirit insensitive kids um, or our parenting kind of comes into conflict with the people that are around us. Yeah, yeah. so the first one was passive and nonverbal, where we're just like, hmm, hmm, mm. or just okay. Whatever, right? The second one was a little bit stronger, where we really just reflect what the person had said back neutrally. <clears throat> also, the third one is where we can say something like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got it, thanks," or mm-hmm. "Yep, my kid's doing the best they can yeah. all the time." Oh, this is how this is our parenting choices. Yep, mm-hmm. this is the decision we have made. So, yeah. Oh, right. totally. I recognize your approach is a little different than ours mm-hmm. is. Yeah, right. Or you know, in some of our reels, we talk about like. Oh, yeah, we let her have all of her feelings out or Mm -hmm. we value a respectful relationship Mm -hmm. or where you're justifying a little bit more, but only in a way that makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and shuts them up, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or if they're giving advice, um, that's a hard one, too, where you could just say, yeah, that just doesn't work for our family. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Where we just a little bit back, you know. <clears throat> but you're you're taking a stand, and then the fourth one mm-hmm. uh, is just setting a little bit firmer of a boundary. Like I've got this, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or we could use some space right now, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'm I'm actually not up for for um advice, parenting advice. Mm, or if right. you want to talk about the research, I'd be happy to send you some another time. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope those help a little bit. Does anyone else have other ideas about how they respond to family and friends? Right. I mean, you could get jokey and get humorous Mm -hmm. if you wanted to. I think so much about this is saying there's no one right way to um, advocate for your child and for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. When all of the social pressure can so easily lead us to want to advocate for everybody else's feelings and needs in the room at the expense of us and our, and our child. Mm -hmm. So this, the idea behind this is to say we give you permission to advocate for you and your child first this holiday season. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's stressful, especially for those of us who are pleasers, those of us who are very high self-monitoring and noticing how everyone's feeling around us. It can be really hard. And those of us who know that if we say anything, it will probably get worse. And I think that's one of the hardest ones that people write in about saying, if I even try to defend my my child or my parenting approach, it just spirals out of control. And that's why the more neutral ones are helpful. And then come share with us or share with a friend or a partner about how shitty it was mm-hmm. when so-and-so said whatever. And I think I wanna remind mm-hmm. everyone too that that we're gonna have a lot of judgy family members around, not just judging us and our parenting or our kid to us, but judging our kids and interacting mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't feel good. They might grab their arm, they might shame them, they might yell at them, they might do things that we're trying not to do in our homes and it's gonna be different mm-hmm. and that's something that I think we can prepare our kids for. It's something we can absolutely circle back at the end of every day, how was today for you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not exactly the same as at home. Yeah, it's louder. Yeah, um, grandpa yelled at you. I remember that. How did that feel? I'm sorry Are you okay? that happened. I'm so sorry that happened. Yeah. Right. And we can just keep focusing on us and our child and our relationship, regardless of what we can control outside of it. We can't control how other people act. We can't mm-hmm. necessarily control how other people interact with our kids except maybe we can limit exposure Mm -hmm. or be there to set a boundary or remove them Mm -hmm. if we need to. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it's so hard with the pressure of the holidays. We want to prove to ourselves, let alone everyone else, that we're doing a good job and that our kid's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard when the opposite seems to be true and Mm -hmm. when we're around other people that are judging us. I think Mm -hmm. we have to remember that people who judge and people who speak up and and criticize – it's more about them than it is about us. It's more, I think we have to remember and step into our power as as progressive parents and think the way that I am showing up as a person and as a parent can be threatening to people. Mm-hmm. And that's very often why they critique me or judge my child, mm-hmm. not because I'm weak, but because I'm so powerful in this moment and with my child, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing to be ashamed of for doing things differently, Parenting differently mm-hmm. and struggling a little bit through it. Feeling alone sometimes. We get that. Yeah. You're not alone. Someone yeah. said, can you give advice on that, like what you'd say to your kid beforehand or how to interject in the moment? Yeah. Beforehand, I mean, here's an example of what I've done with my kids when we go to um, my husband's family. His, his grandma's like 93 years old and, you know, she she rolls differently and she gets cranky and it's loud mm-hmm. and, you know, normal great grandma stuff, you know, and... Sometimes she'll scream at the kids or be like, nobody likes a little girl who cries all the time and say stuff like that, like to my, to one of my kids. Yeah. Um, and so I think before we went this summer, I said something like, oh gosh, you know, like I'm so excited to see everyone see this yeah. person, this person, and excited to see uh, your great grandma too. Oh my gosh. Like uh, I love it when she does crossword puzzles and we do crossword puzzles first and blah, blah, whatever, something nice. And then, and I'm also thinking about how sometimes you know when we get a little rowdy, or when we're running around, or, or sometimes when she's maybe a little tired, sometimes she'll just be like, "Ah!" Do you remember that? And my daughter was like totally cracking up. She was like, "Yes, I remember that." And I was, <laughs> so she's creating safety. So I'm creating safety it, that right. she might be screamed at, right? And then I say something like, "Do you? Rem- do you? I wonder why she does that. Why do you think?" And she was like, "Well, her back hurts." And I was like, "Yes, her back hurts. I wonder if There's it's that. just making her a little cranky." I was like, "And you know." She's she kind of has a different style with kids. She doesn't does she spend a lot of time with kids and she's like, "No, probably not at all." I was like, "Yeah, I guess so. She probably doesn't have that much practice being around us when we're like running around and singing and jumping on furniture and doing those normal kid things, you know." And I, and then I said something like she does kind of start feeling uncomfortable in her body watching or hearing or us just being us and yells at us or says something yeah. that doesn't feel good to us what can we do? <coughs> and and my son was like, "We well, could just leave." And I was like, "Yeah, we could just go outside." Yeah. Something like that. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right? So I just kind of build context, build empathy, role play what might happen prepare. and what we might do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Create options and innovate beforehand, right? right. Mhm. Yeah, that's just one example, but there's mm-hmm. there's tons of mm-hmm. stuff you could do. Absolutely. But again, so much about this is saying, can we prepare Mm -hmm. our children beforehand for family members and experiences Mm -hmm. that might be a little bit stressful to them Mm -hmm. in the moment, try to prevent that from happening. If at all possible, we can't control other people necessarily for showing up for that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then after can we process what happened with our kids again, to create that security over what happened. Mm -hmm. We cannot protect our kids from stress hundred percent of the time, 24 Mm seven. But what we can do is prepare support and process with them along the way to recreate that sense of security and recondition of what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, and to, yeah. to feel like we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. I think like become a teammate with your kid before these big trips or these big meals or these big parties or whatever it is. Be on their side, have a little winky winky. And that's mm-hmm. what happened that summer when, when my kids got berated by their great grandma, I got a little wink from them like, Oh, it's just great grandma being great grandma. Let's go outside, right? (laughs) Right. So we can team up in that way. We just posted on Instagram this morning a side-by-side of how to prepare our kids for social gatherings and things. Mm -hmm. And it was really uh, the left side, our instinct was more about how we're pressuring them to perform. And we're putting all the pressure of how a thing is going to go onto our child rather than saying, how can I prepare them? right for what's going to be happening and and engage with them in a way that helps them feel safe so instead of don't be loud around your great grandma or don't be don't jump on the furniture or don't be greedy with presents or make sure you say thank you and please with them because you know they don't like it we would say sometimes when we get rowdy great grandma yells at us Mm -hmm. or sometimes if we don't say please and thank you she struggles grandpa yeah she doesn't really like that hmm we can do whatever we want, or mm-hmm. we can make these choices, or we mm-hmm. have these options. What sounds good with you, to you and first? We're, and we're side yeah. by side in it. We're a team. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We got to wrap this up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Do we have time to talk about Santa and elf culture, or should we save that for? Next I'm probably week? not going to do it next week. Yeah, probably not. It's too late then. Yeah, yeah. I think to to kind of wrap up the the theme of this episode and this video is that you're not in trouble. And I think that, um, <laughs> for your parenting choices, yeah. whether that's putting photos and videos, even dysregulated photos and videos of your kid or uh, anti consent on uh, social media, mm-hmm. that's okay. It's not ideal. Might not feel right to you if you're mm-hmm. wanting to get aligned, right? Mm-hmm. You got options. You got choices. So mm-hmm. we did a little PSA on that, but you're not in trouble. There's no mm-hmm. shame or blame, right? We're all human. We're all growing up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, you're not in trouble if a judgy family or friend critiques your child or your parenting practices this holiday season, mm-hmm. you're not in trouble. You're doing an amazing job and you can respond in any manner from the most passive to the most neutral to the most assertive to even aggressive. Tell mm-hmm. someone to fuck off if you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever feels right to you, but you get to honor you and your child first this holiday season. Mm-hmm. And then third, with the Santa you, and You are culture. not in trouble for using... Shitty Elf on the Shelf and building this this crazy lie around Santa. <laughs> and we're here to help you totally. if you want to be dialing that back a little bit. If you're mm-hmm. feeling, we've been getting so many messages from people being like, I'm in it. I'm in it so deep and right. I can't get out. I've and been I- doing this progressive parenting work <laughs> where I don't like to lie to my kid during the year, mm-hmm. but then I want to lie about Santa and Elf on the Shelf at Christmas. Shit. I don't like to focus on... Um, on consumerism and materialism during the year, but oh my gosh, the Santa and elf culture focuses on gifts, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be behaviorist during the year, focusing on incentives and consequences. I don't want to parent that way, but the Santa and elf culture is actually trying to convince my kids to behave better so that they'll get presents. Oh, Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel so good, Mm -hmm. right? And then just white patriarchy of like it all going, all the credit of gift giving going to uh, a a figment of our imagination rather than, Mm people who worked really hard on creating those things, mm-hmm. putting them out there, buying them, wrapping them, doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of folks are having some cognitive dissonance with being like I love Santa and Christmas culture and holiday culture and it feels incredibly disingenuous and inauthentic to me based yeah. on the the parent that I am becoming. Right and I now. think that's the question is yeah. how to maintain the magic yeah. of all of those things Without going against our ideals and, you know, misaligning. Yeah. How, do, how can we trim the fat off mm-hmm. this, this wonderful, magical holiday mm-hmm. situation without feeling like we are anti consent, we're pro surveillance, we're, you know, um, Tying kids' worthiness and belonging to what their choices, what they do and don't do, whether they're naughty or nice, right? How can we keep yeah. that? How can we maintain the magic and just get rid of the rest of it? Because it feels all tied up mm-hmm. in one big ball. But, but it's not all tied up. And I think that uh, it. Folks can get really, we can get really anxious, being like, "You want me to not do any Santa, or you want mm-hmm. me to not just throw throw Christmas away." It's mm-hmm. not either or. It's saying, "Can we find that middle way that that aligns really well with us?" So, what are some ideas, Kelty, mm-hmm. about uh, Santa and elf culture that can maybe align a little bit and and mm-hmm. and help folks maybe transition a little bit? In a way that that feels better for them and their families yeah i mean i think if you have if you have Send an, your ideas in, if type you your have, right now if you have something. if you have an elf and you've been doing elf on the shelf and you're like this is starting to feel really toxic and my child is freaking out that the elf is moving through the night to a new place or they're feeling surveilled or they're starting to get stressed or you're noticing that their stress is up and they're maybe having more challenging behaviors or big feelings, I would just switch the elf to a parent elf. And Mm -hmm. you can say this year, it's gonna be the parent elf on the shelf and it's gonna be watching me and holding me accountable for my behavior Mm -hmm. because you're a child and you don't deserve that Mm -hmm. and you're growing and I can hold myself to a higher standard, let's hope, than I hold you as a child. I like that idea, either make the elf just for parents and you can make it a a little joke joke. between you and your partner being like, She's watching. She's watching. (laughs) Hello, Um, or just shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. So if you're like, I need to wind this back a little bit, just stop talking about the elf Mm -hmm. and Santa too. Just stop talking about it. It, Let your kid bring it up. When they do bring it up, Mm -hmm. be neutral and curious, or disappear the elf and say, "I guess they went back to Santa. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened." Give it to the dog. Right. Maybe the yeah. I was gonna say maybe the dog ate it. Someone just said, "I hate Christmas." Seriously. (laughs) I know. But these oh. are i mean these are privilege problems being like what do we do with the elf on the shelf we want to I take know, it some away people can't afford presents it's i know like, this is this is so crazy we haven't acknowledged our privilege this talk yet no we have to do that absolutely being able to talk about this stuff think about this yeah. stuff be practicing this stuff these um, are these are like, these are luxury ideas we're talking mm-hmm. about as far as like santa culture and elf on the shelf culture mm-hmm. but they're also really important because we're, we have to think what are we conditioning our kids to expect are we do we want to normalize consumerism, materialism, surveillance by authority figures, Mm -hmm. behaviorism, Mm -hmm. right? All of those things. They're they're normalized every single Christmas and even throughout the year in other institutions for our kids. Mm -hmm. So this does matter because then they go out into the world normalized by that and then they do that to other people. Mm -hmm. So it it matters. It does. Yeah. So I think if your kids are bringing up the elf and bringing up Santa and you're trying to kind of dial it back, dial the conspiracy (laughs) back a little bit, Mm -hmm. Be neutral, be curious. If they're like, so Santa lives actually in the North Pole here, I would start saying, I'm not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I picture. That's what I saw in my favorite childhood book. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think right? we have to remember that kids are just, they're so able to tap into the magic. Um, they don't need things to be literal. And mm-hmm. if anything, that's what feels so inauthentic to us because we're like, I don't lie to my kids during the year. Why am I lying mm-hmm. and making Santa a literal mm-hmm. person? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And I think we can get back to the magic. They don't believe Iron Man actually exists or, you know, uh, Elsa necessarily actually exists. Mm-hmm. They, they can live in that middle of saying, this is a magical being that I really care about and that's mm-hmm. so cool to engage with. Mm-hmm. And I can still write letters to them and do whatever, but we don't have to necessarily be pushing that. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be over promoting Santa or elf culture if we feel a little uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. So yeah. I think wondering too. I want...